Let's go. Everybody on your feet. Did you see that? Let's make some noise. Let's get loud. Our God is awesome. Amen. He is worthy of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Lord, we just bless your holy name. You are so good, God. You are so good. Your mercies are new every morning. We thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. Your love for me won't change. Yeah. Even when I hold back. Even when I'm hiding. Hallelujah. You cover me. Yeah. With grace. Even in my failure. Even in my striving. Oh, Lord. You cross the distances to find
appreciate him. God, you're the healer of my heart. You're the healer of my soul. You're the savior of my soul. I'm so grateful, God. So grateful, God, for who you are, for all that you have done for me. Are you grateful out there? Has he done something for you? Wake up, guys. Wake up. Let's worship our awesome God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wandering into the night. Wanting a place to hide. This weary soul. Are you weary today? This bag of
ground. I thank the master. I thank the savior. Because he healed my heart. He changed my name. Forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the master. I thank the savior. Power. 
beauty for ashes. You turn shame into glory. You're the only one who can. You turn graves into gardens. Yes, you do. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can. Hallelujah. Give it praise. You are worthy, God. You are worthy, Lord. Worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I bless your name. How many in here have something that you've been praying for, seems like forever, and you haven't yet seen the answer that you are hoping for? I just want to encourage you today, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Faith is only faith until you give up. Never stop. Our God Walking around these walls I thought by now they'd fall But you have never failed me yet Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Waiting for change to come Knowing the battles one we're confident in you God for you have never failed me yet. He's faithful to all of his promises. Thank you, Lord. You are so faithful, God. Oh your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Still in your hands, this is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. Thank you, Lord. We're expecting you for great things, God. Great things, God. Mm-hmm. I know the night won't. Your word will come to pass. Yes. My heart will sing your praise again. You are so good, God. So good. Jesus, you're still enough. Yes. Keep me within your We'll sing your praise again. Yes, Lord. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. 
say that in your heart? I believe, Lord. I'm expecting you for great things, God. I believe in you, God. You are the God of miracles. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh. I've seen you move. Yes. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. I've seen you move. Yes. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. trust in you with all my heart and I'm not going to lean on my own understanding because it doesn't make sense to me God but you see all you know all you are all powerful you are the miracle working supernatural God and I'm laying it at your feet because I can't do anything about it but you can oh Lord I surrender everything surrender all my problems to you you're the only one who can do anything about them but I surrender myself to you Lord I want you to do whatever you want to do with me whatever you want to do with me help me to get myself out of the way I pray that everyone in this place everybody watching that you can do that Lord help me to get myself out of the way I want what you want because it'll be so much better than anything I could come up with. 
or and I can never do it on my own. Thank you, Lord. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground.
will open our eyes and our hearts to whatever you have to say that we will drink it in so thirsty to hear from you God so ready to do whatever you want us to do speak to our hearts today Lord speak to our hearts today Lord help us to have such an encounter with you you are a beautiful and loving God, and you are so good to us. And you have such great things in store for us. If we will just give you everything, if we will just give you everything and obey you. I pray that for every person's life, including me, that I'll get myself out of the way, my desires out of the way, let you kill this flesh and raise up a beautiful new garden of fruit the fruit of the spirit that will just go out there and take the world by storm I pray that for every person in here Lord I love you have your way I thank you Lord that you are in this place and I thank you you're moving on the hearts of the people. I thank you that you're moving on my heart today, God. Help us to leave this place different than we came. Help us to be more like you when we walk out those doors. And help us to be on fire to do what you want us to do. I thank you, Lord. I praise you and I'm believing you for great and mighty things. We love you and we praise you and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Amen. Is he good? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. So now is the time when y'all get to greet each other. Yay. Now, if you're social distancing, we get it. Power to you. Do it. <laughs> okay. Just stay where you're at and just wave at people from afar. But those of you who want to greet, now's your chance. And we're going to do power in the blood for you up there. you be free from your burden of sin there's power in the blood power in the blood would you or evil a victory win there's wonderful power in the blood would you be free from your passion and pride there's power in the blood power in the blood Come for a cleansing to Calvary's tide. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder. 
working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be wider, much wider than snow? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in its life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. In the precious blood of the Lamb. In the precious blood of the Lamb. Amen, amen. How about our group up here? Aren't they fantastic? Don't they get you started in the morning? Don't they just raise your heart right up to the Lord? Amen. I found out this morning that I am the answer to a trivia question. The trivia question is, what does a suit look like? And the answer is, see Larry King. I don't have that on my notes, but it seemed like appropriate at the time. Good morning to our visitors. If you are looking for a church home, quit looking. You're here. You have found one. Now, we would like to have you fill out this VIP card so we can know a few things more about you. You don't have to put on anything if you don't want to, but we'd like to know you. We'd like to meet you. We'd like you to come and live here with us in our church home. As I get older, I notice things about aging. And let me tell you, I never thought I would get to this age. On Facebook, I saw something that said, my mind tells me I am 25. Something happened to my voice, but my body tells me that my mind is an idiot. I tell you, if I get down on the floor, I'm planning on staying there for a while. I've got three pairs of cowboy boots that I wear one day out of the year, and that's to announce the rodeo parade in downtown Ponca City. It takes me another day to get out of the boots. I foolishly went out and bought some of those skinny jeans, the new skinny jeans, yeah. If I'm going to wear them, it takes a while to get them on. It takes even longer to get them off. So think about that if you're young out there sitting there. What's that old guy doing up there? I started thinking, well, I went out and bought a set of tires the other day, a full set, all four tires to put on my old car. I bought a full set of tires four tires, brand new, to put on my old car. Now, some of you may never have felt the pride of buying a full set of tires. I remember times when I would go out, if I needed tires, I'd buy one tire, maybe two. In some cases, it was easier to make payments on a new car or a different car than to buy a full set of tires because that costs a lot of money. Things have changed. Now they charge you to take your old tires. That kind of surprised me. But I started thinking, when did all this change when I quit worrying about money, about paying bills, about buying a new set of tires? And it all happened in 1988 in a little church in Lamont, Oklahoma, when I gave my heart back to God. And I made a promise at that time. I said, one, I'm going to give up what I've been doing that got me where I'm at. Two, I'm going to pray every day. Three, I'm going to read the Bible every day. And four, I'm going to tithe. 
Now, it's been up and down money-wise. I have a uh, relative who told me one time that Jimmy Swaggart told her to pay your bills instead of tithing. What? It wasn't long after that when she told me that God had told her it was okay to get divorced. What a wonderful God that tells you what you want to hear. But God asks us to tithe, not for a reason, not because he needs your money, but he wants you to give something back to him out of every wonderful thing that he's given to you. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to buy a sign that says turn your phone off, but don't worry about that right now. <laughs> Tithing is something that's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's backed up. We are in a Bible-believing church where they preach the Bible. Tithing's part of it. You can have this wonderful facility when new people come in. They'll be proud to be here, and you'll be proud to say hi to them as they are here. If I can get the Purple Bag Boys to come forward. Do we have them? There they are. Now, you can mail to Ways to Give. We have a new sign up here. Mail to 2313 East Prospect. Text PCA Church to 1-844-390-2401 or online at pcachurch.com forward slash contributions. We added that, didn't we? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that we can come here. We thank you, dear Lord, that you give us the chance to give back to you, that you prosper us as you want us to prosper, dear Lord. Give it back, shaken down, pressed together, and overflowing, as your word says, dear Heavenly Father. Take this offering now, bless it, and use it to your will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You don't want me to pretend to play music for the offertory? <laughs> Good morning, PCA. Good to see you. So glad that you're here. So glad for that you've joined us both here in person and online. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm excited to speak with you this morning. Pastor Bardwell and Sandy are on vacation. They have all away for a much-needed rest. Um, they've been going 90 to nothing, and so it's great for them to get away and just enjoy some time. So I would just ask that you would pray for them, that everything is smooth for them. They have easy trip there, easy trip back, great time while they're there. Um, Heather and I even got to get away for a little while, and you know what? It was a great time. It was a nice time of rest. Uh, we always try to pick somewhere different to go, even just because we've never been there. Well, let's, we say, let's go there. It doesn't necessarily have to have any kind of like bells and whistles. We just say, we've never been, so let's go put our stamp on it. So that's what we did. Uh, we went to Savannah, Georgia, and you know what? We got to uh, go see some dolphins. We rode a riverboat. We pedaled some backs on an island. Uh, we rode a trolley through old historic districts, and we ate some ice cream that rivals our very beloved Brahms. I know, I know, woo, son. Okay, so, but, uh, but you know what? All that said, it is good to be home. It is good to be back in Ponca City, America. It's good to be home. Now, before I get started on preaching, um, I want to mention just a couple of things, okay? And so typically we don't mention things like this via live stream, but I know that the people on the live stream can help out with this as well, and so that's why I'm saying this. Um, 
The first one is our Back to School Bash coming up on September the 11th. Our Back to School Bash. Okay, so out in the foyer, there's all kinds of clipboards for you to sign up for different things that you can be a part of. Some of you are very generous. You signed up for all of them. So um, you obviously can't be in all those places at one time. I think what you're trying to say is, Use me wherever you need me. I love that. I love when people do that. But listen, we're going to need you to populate those um, lists out there because uh, Karen and I and, and Susan are going to be calling you and making sure that you have detailed information on what you do. There's nothing worse than you showing up and being like, what do I do? We want all of you to have your own little detailed thing of what you're going to do so everybody does their own little spot and it's a whole bunch of people doing a little bit and it winds up being a big thing, right? That's the plan. So that our community has a great time, we're going to have inflatables and dunk tanks and a big slip and slide, and I mean a big one, like big one, and um, we're going to have all kinds of food going on and little booths where they get their face painted and all this stuff and these games and things, and we really need you to help us out to make it a big deal. So, and then the second thing is, is that we had someone yesterday down in Oklahoma City who was honored as a honor friend graduate this is our very own miss isabel isabel will you stand up please thank you very much now listen i'll tell you about isabel isabel is a determined child when i was in kids church man when we went to do something this girl right here she was determined to win. She was determined to do the extra thing that needed to be done. She is a determined child. As a matter of fact, I saw her in the hall, and I said, Hey, Isabel, are you excited to go to youth camp? And she goes, No, I'm not going this year. I'm going to stay and learn the stuff that I need for my friend's test. Listen, those people that were in the Olympics, they better be glad Elizabeth or Isabel's not in one of their sports because she sets in, she wins, she goes for it. And so I'm very proud of Isabel. <clears throat> um. So that's a couple of things I wanted to mention before we got started. This morning, I want to talk to you about something that I've been thinking about this since spring. I mean, ever since like March and April, I've been seeing this and thinking, oh man, that is so cool. I want to talk to the folks about it, but it just didn't seem like it was the right time to talk to you about it. So I'm praying and I'm hoping that today is the day that there's somebody here, both either here or on live stream, that y'all need to hear this. Like you, it's meant for you. And so I'm thinking maybe that's why God had me hold on to it. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk to you uh, about something that, man, I've been thinking about when I drive down the road, I think about it. When I mow the yard, I think about it. Even when I was in uh, Savannah, Georgia, and I was at this uh, plantation thing where they were uh, planting all these trees, I was thinking about it. I mean, it's just always kind of on my mind. So to kind of get a gist of where I'm headed, turn to Mark chapter 4, verses 26 and 29. It says this. He said also, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts, to the, sickle to, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Now, I know that uh, many times in ministry, many times when you work for a church, uh, many times it's very uh, easy to worry and, and to begin to think, am I making a difference? Am I, am I creating any kind of change in people, right? Uh, it, just as a human being, you th start to think to yourself, hey, 
We're running these programs. We, we have these events. We have morning service. We sing praises to God. We, we read our word. We do all these things. But, hey, is anybody getting it? Is anybody changing? Is anybody growing? So you kind of think about these things, right? And I think that that verse plays into that a little bit. But uh, I want to kind of hit it from a different angle uh, than what is typical about that verse. And, and you'll know more about that as we go further. But first, let me say this. Um, I did not grow up on a farm. However, I did grow up around farms. What that means is my grandfather, had a, he was a farmer. My other grandfather had a ridiculously large garden for just the two of them, and he had an electric fence around it, and if you touched it, it let you know to not go in the garden. Um, <laughs> I had uncles who were also farmers, and, and I had my dad who was a phone man, then a refinery man, but he grew a garden, and it was five for like five families and not for one. Ask me how I know. I was out there, you know, getting the weeds out and, and whatever, so... Um, but I, I really wasn't a farmer, per se, but I was around it. I even went to a school who, because they did not want the, uh, a particular industry to dump sludge on a particular person's land, they said, you know what, we're going to just get all the farmers in our area that have kids going to our school, and we're going to take all those farmers' land, and we're going to make that our town. Think about that for a minute. We have Ponca City proper, and then you go outside of it, and then there's rural area. But where I went to school in Bray, all of it is the town of Bray. <laughs> and the way you do that is you make a post office, and then you go and you go find out who lived on that road the longest, and then you name it after them. So even if you're five miles away from the center of Bray, you're still on, you know, some kind of road that has to do with Bray Town. So anyway, they did that. And they were successful in doing that. But all those folks were farmers. So, you know, I've been around farming my whole life. As a matter of fact, I would guess that if I had you raise your hand, most of the people in this room would say I've farmed or been around farming most of my life. Right? Am I right? Okay. It's kind of an Oklahoma thing. All right. So, now I've also been noticing that in God's Word, there's lots of references to, like, sowing and reaping and, and harvest time and planting seed. There's all these different things. Jesus has stories about it. It's made reference to in different things throughout the Bible. And this morning, though, I want to just kind of take a perspective of the seed, the seed itself. I want to try to, us to put ourselves in the shoes of the seed or to find some common ground, pun intended, uh, with this seed Imagine that you are the seed. Um, now, first of all, seeds do not get to pick where they're planted. Seeds do not get to pick where they are planted. Listen, you, you get to control lots of stuff in your life, but you can't control it all. Um, if you could, obviously some of you are indecisive enough that it would take a long time for you to get to control everything, right? Right? You'd be like, hey, I, I think they're going to need to, like, put up a band going on, and I'm going to need a billboard, and we're going to need to get it on the rodeo, radio. And, and by the way, what, what am I going to wear? You know, there would be lots of decisions for you to make. And so some of these things are out of your control. And, but God decides some of the things that happen in our lives. Other, other things are we live in a fallen world, and so some things come to us out of our control, and it's just something that we have to deal with. 
Uh, we live in a world where not only are we making a million billion decisions every day, but everybody on the planet is making a million billion decisions every day. And because of that, sometimes the wires get crossed, people get hurt, things happen. We are not in control of absolutely everything. And even with all of those different variables, we still are a free will agent. And we still get to decide all those billion decisions every single day. And because of that, through our decisions and through all that stuff that I just described, we wind up in the spot we're in and we are in the spot God wants us to be in. We are here for a purpose. God has set us here on purpose. And so we've arrived at this spot through our decisions. We even sometimes make decisions based on selfishness and, and wanting to satisfy our flesh and not, and not satisfy the spirit. And even through that, God continues to bring us back in and rein us back in and pull us back to him. And he will work with and help us to be us better he will help us to be able to be better than what we are for him. And he continues. None of this takes him by surprise is what I'm saying. None of it. He's able to deal with all those variables. Now, traditionally, planters make furrows and then put the seed in and then put the dirt back on top. That's a traditional way to plant, right? But, you know, sometimes it gets thrown on the ground and then people trample on it and weather goes on it and it winds up back in the dirt, and that's how it gets planted. And so some of you are probably thinking, hey, that's my life right there. Psh, I just got thrown down, and people got trampled on me, and I mean, the weather came, and all the, uh, the mess, and that's how I got down. And Listen, I know. We all have our own path, right? We, we all have our own path of difficulty. If you've had no difficulty in your life so far, hang on, because huh? there's just a little bit coming, right? I'm not telling you that it's, life is going to be perfect, and I'm not telling you that you're never, ever going to have difficulty. I will tell you, some of the time, it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. But we all have our paths to that. Um, but however you wound up in the spot that you're in, I will tell you that the seeds that wind up growing all wind up in the ground. They all wind up in the ground. One way or another, they're all in the ground. Now, you might be saying, hey, my situation is horrible. It is awful. It is unlike anyone else's in the whole world. You are right. It is your own unique situation. You're absolutely correct. But I will tell you that no matter how bad it is, there is probably somebody on this planet that has it worse I can, I, I can almost guarantee you just because you're standing in Oklahoma in the middle of the United States, you are up and above any kind of situation that goes on with a good part of the world. I, I just know that when I went to Costa Rica, I have to tell you that no matter what kind of bad day I'm having, no matter what kind of bad day I'm having, it does not scratch the surface of st starting and ending that the people that go there and, and that situation that we visited I, I forgot the name of the place that we went to but listen it was horrific now listen not only did they live in squalor with things twisted together with whatever they could find not only did they deal with disease and weather on every turn they also lived in a place where stealing from them and harming them was incredibly easy they have no security of where their food or their help will come from the next day 
So let me tell you something, folks. If we get to feeling bad and sorry for ourselves, we are kings and queens compared to that. Not because of the stuff that we have, but I mean we are kings and queens because of the basic securities of not being harmed or robbed or hurt or not knowing where the next meal is going to come from for your family. We're kings and queens compared to that. So next time you get to feeling bad or sorry for yourself, just remember what Pastor Richard said. Think about Costa Rica. And, and listen, Costa Rica is not even the worst of it. That's just one that we visited, so that's one I can tell you about. Some folks have it far, far worse. Even so, this seed and us, I think, have some similarities. The first one is the seed is in the dark. Sometimes when you're going through difficulty, when you're going through a rough time, when you're going through things that you do not understand, you feel very much in the dark. You feel like you cannot seem to find a way out of your problems. You feel like you are lost. You feel afraid and in the dark. I will tell you that the thing to do is to cry out to God, to ask him for his help. He will hear you and he will help you. Will he make it to where you can see light? Maybe yes, maybe no. What he will do is he will nourish you. He will help you to make it through. The next thing is some of you might feel cramped. Just like the seed, you feel kind of, it's kind of a tight spot, right? You feel cramped, you feel hemmed in, you feel restless. You want to give up and you want to walk away so you can find some freedom. First of all, this seed can't walk, but you're thinking to yourself, I could get out of this. I could just mm, get away. Listen, be like the seed and understand how to bloom where you've been planted. Understand how the change in the situation all the time is not going to make it better. That you need to learn how to bloom where you've been planted. I'm not saying to stay a part of an abusive or dangerous relationship. Don't read that, read that into that. But I am saying to look at why you want to escape from your current situation. Be it a job or a task or a friend or a routine or a place where you live. Ask yourself, do I want out because I want what I want? Or should I let God grow me right where I am? Preachers have to ask themselves that all the time. Whenever a preacher has a congregation and he starts thinking, oh, they're a bunch of stinkers. And he has to decide, hey, do I want out because I want out or do I want to stay here and let God make this bloom? Okay? That has to happen. You have to do that on your job. You get to mess with you. Sometimes your coworkers are going to mess with you and rub you the wrong way. And they're, you're going to be like, man, do I just want to switch jobs because I want what I want? Or do I need to just stay here and be a witness for God? Okay, there's lots of situations in life that are like that. You see, a seed is completely dependent on God. Completely. There's no, there's no other thing that that seed can do other than depend on God to supply it everything it needs. It's in a place of seemingly miserable conditions, but also in a place where God can pour into it. Pastor had a message a few Wednesdays ago where he talked about a lot of times when people of God, they get in a difficult time, they wind up in a cave. And he's talking about how that in that cave, God come to them and minister to them and helped them out and encouraged them and how that it's important not to stay in that cave, right? It's very similar to this seed in that it's when it's in the ground and it, it's in a spot that if you were the seed and you were thinking, this is not cool. I mean, I'm under this dirt. And stuff is pouring on top of me. Yuck. I don't like this. Come on. I don't like this. It's not fun. 
And God's saying, hey, listen, I'm nourishing you. I'm giving you what you need. Listen, the way that the seed gets part of what it needs is it's filtered through the soil. It gets it through water. And also it's bringing nutrients and oxygen. And it gets it in two ways. It gets it through its outer skin. And it gets it through the roots that it sends out through the soil. Have you ever seen one of those time lapses of a seed growing? Anybody? Hey, it's okay. It's okay. I got one right here. Watch this. (laughs) Hit that play button, man. There it goes. Look at that. Starts to grow some roots. Here it comes up through the soil. I thought I had it going faster than that, but whatever. (laughs) You folks online, y'all can watch this with us for just a little bit. And there it goes. Yeah. And so now listen, (laughs) that's, of course, they've taken that several shots each day, each day, each day, and then put them together and made it quick so that we can see it. Um, that is super cool. But what you could walk by it every day, and you could see a little change, but you couldn't see that. Like, you wouldn't be able to see what that going on, right? Uh, aren't you glad that God made our eyes in the frame rate that he did? Because, think, if you had the frame rate to be able to see that, everything that's normal to you would be like super fast, and then you would see plants that look like this. Play that sunflower. Watch this. No, that's the wrong one. Play the other one. It's okay. Play the other one. It's right beside it. Go ahead. Check this out. When you walked outside, plants might start doing this. That would be kind of spooky, wouldn't it? It's kind of hanging up on us, but it, it, and when I made it, it was like going super fast. But okay, you can, you can clear that. All right, but anyway, imagine, though, you walk outside, and everything is just like speeding by you, and plants are all like, <laughs> that would freak you out. So I'm so glad that God made our frame rate the way that he did, okay? So I think that's, that's a good thing. You see, a seed has two choices, two, to start to grow and do what it was created to do or lay there and die. Listen, we have the same choice. We can either do what God has created us to do Or we can pull away from him and sin and have death come into our life. That's our choices. Either do what God asks you to do or do what you want to do, sin, and wind up dying. Now, this seed, it starts moving. When you saw it there on the screen, it was moving. And I was like, so if you're like me, you're like, okay, that's great. And I know God's in control, but how does it move? (laughs) Right? I'm like, how did it start to move? I mean, how? How did it do that? Okay. Well, it does it from, get get this, stored up energy. Stored up energy. Where does it get its stored up energy? I'll tell you. First of all, it gets everything that it, it needs from above. It gets it all from above. And water pushes it down into the soil, but it all starts from above. Either rain from above or something that has rotted from above or an animal, you know, that has defecated from above or whatever it is. It gets all of its stuff from above. And then when it gets a hold of it, it does something to it. It breaks it down. Now, plants don't have stomachs, right? But breaking down is another way to think of it as it digests it or it changes it from one kind of form to another so that it can use the energy to move. 
I hope you're hearing me this morning. You can get your supply from above. You can root yourself in God's word, and you can use what you receive as energy to grow in Christ. See what I'm saying? Just like that seed, you, you can get your energy from the God above, from Father above. You can get your energy from him. You can get all the nutrients that you need. You can root yourself in God's word and get more energy from God. And you can use all of it to grow in Christ. You can be making moves when nobody can see it. That seed right there, it makes like 100 moves under the ground. You never, ever see it. You don't know. You don't know that it's moving around, growing roots, and growing a thing that's about to pop out of the ground. You have no idea. No one knows. But God knows. God knows how he's helping to sustain you. He knows how he's going to nourish you. He knows how to kickstart your growth. He knows that your growth is something that others are going to soon see. Listen, do you know the number one reason people are on the Internet <laughs> You might say, oh, I know, it's, it's uh, you know, because people want to connect. Or, or I know it's because commerce, people want to sell something. Or I know it's because, you know, uh, people want to discover new things. Oh, all that's true. But that's not the number one reason that people are on the Internet. The number one reason is to be seen. To be seen. I guarantee you, at the root of everything everybody posts, it's to be seen all of it and it, it could be completely subtle or it could be completely like hey, hey I really need you to see me it could be either one of those but at the end at the root it's all to be seen and I've heard people say this a bunch a bunch a bunch a bunch a bunch of times no one sees me no one sees me oh, okay you know what God does see you he does see you he sees you. And yes, people do see you, but the people get this feeling like nobody sees me. Nobody sees that seed. Nobody. Now, listen, if that seed had x-ray vision and it could look out through the ground like that and look out through the ground like that, it would notice, oh, there's a bunch more seeds out here with me. But it don't. It's all alone. It's all by itself. And it thinks nobody can see me. Even people who lash out and post stuff that you would never dream they should post, it all boils down to, do you see me? There are all kinds of strategies and all kinds of things to help you get seen on social media. And some of them are pretty good. There's all that stuff. But listen, when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to your life with God, it does, the rules for social media do not work. They do not work. Because how you spend your alone time, how you handle feeling in the dark and lonely and hurt and closed off, how you cope, how you spend that time by yourself, how you spend the time that nobody sees you is what grows you. If you want to get seen, I got a remedy for you here in just a second. If I was a self-help coach or a guru or something, I would, tell you, I would tell you some line like this. I would say, reach inside yourself. You hold the key to your happiness, right? That sounds pretty good. It's buttery. It's great. It's drippy. You taste good. And here's the thing. I'm not, though. I'm a preacher. And I'm not going to deny that the human spirit, that you can, you can discipline yourself to do some powerful things. If the Olympics showed us anything, people, man, they can dig deep, right? 
They can dig deep and get stuff out of us I didn't know we could get out. But let me tell you something. That's not it. If you want real growth, if you want real happiness, if you want real hope and real help and real change, you need to turn yourself to Jesus. You need to turn to Jesus. Jesus Christ is your answer. He made you. He knows you. He died and rose again for you. He removed your sins. He has great things planned for you. He, you must rely on him. You need to be like the plant and get your nutrients not just on you but into you. Now, how do you do that? How? One way is to give praise to God. Give praise to God. Give him praise. God works through faith, and faith rises through the praise of his people. Give praise to God. Listen, I'm, I know we give praise when we come to church. I get that. But when was the last time you were just walking down the street and you just start singing to God? When was the last time you were in your house folding laundry and you just started praising the Lord? When was the last time you can remember yourself just taking some time to give God praise? That's what it's ta- I'm talking about there. Let me tell you a little story about that I, when I was at kids camp. Every day we had a devotion uh, with all the staff, all the coaches and all the work staff. And um, during this devotion time, uh, you know, we just let the kids run amok. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they have their own uh, chapel, okay, and they have some other folks over there watching them. Don't freak out. Anyway, but during this uh, time, um, <laughs> we would have a time of praise and worship. And, and, and because it's in kind of a different setting, we're like in the edge of a cafeteria. You know, it's um, when they first start praise and worship, I, I'll just be honest, it's a little awkward, right? But then as you kind of begin to sing the first song and you get into it, it's not as awkward anymore. It's, it's okay. And um, we're singing, and we're singing a couple of songs. And, and, and while they were singing, I felt impressed to pray for someone. And so I'm praying while everybody else is singing, I'm praying. And I'm, I'm praying, and I remember saying the words, and I did not say them loud, and, the, and I did not say them especially over the volume of the people that were singing, right? I just simply said, I want them to be free. And immediately, within seconds, someone began to give us a, um, utterance in tongues. Within seconds. And I will just tell you, I will be completely honest with you, in times past, when someone has been in a setting like that, there's been times that I felt that it was very genuine. And there's been other times that I felt like that, you know what? <sighs> well, I don't even know if I'm, I'm, I'm on board for this, right? And so, but you know what? I had no thoughts like that this time. I had no kind of thing like that that went, it washed over me. This time, I was just like, I'm 100%. I'm, I'm down with this. This is a word from the Lord right here. So I waited for the interpretation. And here's what the interpretation said. Their freedom comes through your praise. You are the Levites. The leaders. Their freedom praise. Son. Hit me like a ton of bricks. In that room. I know they felt like that this man was speaking to them and saying, yes, lift up praise right now. Give praise to God right now because what you're doing is you're going to usher in the presence of God for the service that those kids are about to have in the middle of the afternoon. And that was not not true. That was true. But that was also speaking to me directly 
from the prayer that I had just prayed and said, I want them to be free. God was saying to me, their freedom comes through your praise. You are a Levite. You are a priest. You're a leader. Their freedom comes through your praise. Son, that was a powerful moment for me. I don't think I'll ever forget it. In the middle of a kid's camp, Sparks, Oklahoma, right? So it was, it was fantastic. <clears throat> now, the next part of that is I have, to, I have to carry that out. I have to make sure that I praise God when I have the opportunity, when I have the chance. You know, you might come here some evening. I might be up there in the booth and working on some stuff, and I just might have my Kirk Franklin cranked up and be up there having myself a little praise party, right? Lately, I've been going through some things that really got me down, I need someone, somebody to help me come and turn my life around. I can't explain it. I can't obtain it. Jesus, your love is so amazing. It makes me high up to the sky. And when I think about your goodness, it makes me want to stomp, right? Okay, I might be doing that. Or I might wake up early in the morning and Heather might hear me in the other part of the house trying to sing a song. Your love is never ending. And your love is always the same. And your love, it never changes. But it's close as the mention of your name. Or I might just be in Walmart trying to pick out the best trash liner. You know? And I might just be over there trying to pick out that best trash liner and being like, What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah, what a friend we have in Jesus. Whoa. And now I'm thinking, hey, is my wife and daughter still here? Because they're probably like, no, he's singing. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. But um, they're just gonna, I'm going to have to give praise to God. I'm going to have to give praise to God. Every chance we get, folks, every time we assemble, every time we have an opportunity, give praise to God. The next one is talk to him. Pray to him. You need to build a relationship with God. You need to build your faith, and you need to have time to listen to what he says. All you folks who are like, no one sees me. Listen, if you're spending time with God, you know he sees you, and you know he's trying to talk to you. The problem is you haven't spent any time with him you got to spend time with him, and you'll know, you'll know, you'll know he sees you. Next one is read God's Word. Listen, these are the favorite three things preachers talk about all the time, right? Give him praise, make sure you pray, and make sure you read the Word. But it's not different. We just got to keep saying it because it's a thing that matters. It's a thing that works. Now, how many of you have the, the version app on your phone? I know I do. Yes. Okay. And it's a great thing. It's a great tool. You can read the Word. How many of you love the verse of the day? Yes. Now, do not raise your hand on this. How many people, when you read the verse of the day, think, my daily Bible reading is done, okay? I hope not. I hope you didn't check that box. But, hey, it would be easy to fall into that trap, right? Um, now, listen. If I gave you a cookie and I said, this cookie never runs out. You can have another cookie, another cookie, another cookie. I give you a cookie. It's baked by Pat Smith, okay? First of all, y'all already on board, right? You're like, cookie, Pat Smith, I'm on board. 
And then I said, oh, by the way, when you eat this cookie, it'll help you fly around for a little bit. You can fly around, do what you want, fly around, fly around. Give you a little something that other humans don't have, fly around. How many of you would just take off a little nibble? No. Uh, <laughs> in goes the cookie. And by the way, I'll take my second one now. <laughs> right? Because I want to fly the same thing with God's word. The cookie. Now consider this. The Bible either dead or they're miles and miles away. But this one right here, the author is right there in the room with you every single time. And revealing stuff to you that he's not revealing to somebody else and somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And he knows what he's doing. And he's helping you out. And he's making sure that you get it. He's there for you. It's an extraordinary thing to read a passage that you've already read and have something brand new jump off the page. Hey, listen, some of you haven't read the Word in a while, so you don't know what I'm talking about. But listen, get in the Word, and you'll find out that some of that stuff that you read as a kid, you got a whole new perspective on it now. <clears throat> it's a book where it continues to give you new, new insight. Now, remember a while ago I said the seeds how they break down the stuff that that's given to them and they turn it into food. <clears throat> you cannot digest what you don't eat. Man, you could look at that bacon on the plate all day. But if you don't put it in your mouth, you will never know. You will never know. You cannot digest what you don't eat. Think about that. The Bible on your coffee table, the Bible on your phone, it cannot give you nourishment if you do not read it. You cannot digest what you don't eat. You cannot apply or understand or have knowledge of what you do not read. So the next time you think, no one sees me, remember that God does. And the number, and listen, a while ago I told you I had the way for you to be seen. You want to be seen? You want to be seen in this world? You soak up as much Jesus as you possibly can. You give him praise. You read his word. You make sure you pray to him. And you just get full of him. And you will shine like a light bulb. And people will see you, see you, see you, see you. To the point you'll have to pull away and go find a spot where you can just have some rest. Because everybody just wants to see you. You want to get seen? You follow Jesus. You'll get all the seen you want. Social media ain't the path. It's not a bad one, but it's not the real deal. Make sure you follow God. God sees you. He sees what you're doing in your private time. He sees how you can grow. He sees what that growth will do for those around you. He sees you depending on him or trying to do things on your own. He sees you. And like I said, he, he also sees the greatest way for you to be seen is for him to be seen through you. That's the greatest way for him to, for you to be seen. Now you might say, hey, wait a minute, Pastor Richard, this is good. I like this, but I have grown. I broke through the soil. I, I have been growing in Christ. I'm doing it only to be cut down, only to be just like trampled on, only to be just like smothered. I, I've done that. I've grown it, and then I just, I mean, oh, it was horrible. All I can tell you is, Take a lesson from my mulberry tree. I have a mulberry tree, and it is actually, it's quite a nice one. It's got white mulberries on it. But I have a mulberry tree, and it grows in the line of my chain link fence. And it's a mess. And so 
every summer I chop it down, okay? And I am so lazy that I don't dig up the root because it's all gnarled up in the, you know, the chain link fence. I'm just being honest with you folks. But every summer I chop it down, and then, you know what my mulberry tree does? It's like, okay, you cut down the one thing, you cut down that one stick right there, here's 20 more. <laughs> That's what my mulberry tree does. I mean, I almost, it's almost like an anime cartoon. Have you ever seen those? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Where they're fighting and it's like, and then the other one's going. That's kind of like me and the mulberry tree. I'm like, the mulberry tree's like, so it's back. Because why? Because the mulberry tree is going to do what it was put on earth to do. <clears throat> it's going to do what it's put on earth to do. I'm going to make mulberries. I was put here to make mulberries, and I'm going to make mulberries. And until you take me completely out of the ground and throw me in the fire, I'm making others of his goodness. I was put on this earth to let others know about his forgiveness. I was put on this earth to show that God's, to show other people God's love, to do my very best for him each and every day. And every time I get knocked down, that God will strengthen me and help me to do his work. I will do what I was put here to do. I will not be deterred. I will grow got to be like that mulberry tree. Seeds do not set out to save the world. It simply sets out to do what it was designed to do. Grow. When it finally does, and it steps, if you could be a seed and finally see everything that has happened when you step back, imagine the most beautiful landscape you could possibly imagine in your mind. I didn't put one up here because I thought everybody will have a different one. But imagine the most amazing landscape. Listen, that's just a whole bunch of seeds doing what they were supposed to do. Feeling like they were all alone and in the dark and duh, didn't know what's going to happen. But receiving the nutrients that come from above and hanging in there and just doing what they were put on this earth to do. That's how that happened. The same can be true of the kingdom of God. We can all be amazing. We can all do our part and make an amazing, amazing outcome. We bring new life. We have so much potential. We are people of promise. Don't forget. Don't forget. We are people of promise. Seeds are very much like the kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to switch gears just a tad bit, just a little bit. I've been talking about being a seed, right? on and on and on about being a seed. Now I'm going to talk to you about how that you can help somebody else in their life. And for this, we're going to talk about watering and, you know, and, and helping to plant seeds into people's life, to plant seeds into people's life and to water that. Okay, so listen to this verse. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 7. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but 
only God who makes things grow. It's just like the verse before where we don't know how it happens, but God knows how it happens. God's the one that's making it grow. There's going to be thought just like that in your life. You're going to begin to, to get full of Jesus. You're going to begin to read his word and to pray to him. And, and the things are going to happen in your life. They're going to change. And people are going to be like, how is that taking place? And you won't be able to explain it. And they can't explain it. But you know it's happening. It's happening because God is making it happen. He's making you grow. Come on. That's what's going to happen. God's ways are a mystery, but his ways are the best ways. Now, <clears throat> make sure you're not harsh with folks, okay? Because you don't know what kind of pile they have on top of them. You don't know what kind of thing that they got going on. You don't know how much pressure they feel. You don't know how alone they feel. You don't know how many times they've thought to themselves, oh, I'm so alone. They that's a legit, right? That's a legit feeling. So don't be harsh on folks. Remind them that their help comes from the Father. Remind them that he's going to work out things that they don't know that is going to get worked out. Remind them that he's going to help them even though it's in a time where they feel dark. That they need to begin to work out and do things that nobody else can see them doing. Meaning, they need to begin to do, make moves in the dark that, hey, is going to help them and benefit them when they finally bloom. Remind them that making those moves will come with a great reward and make them strong and help them bear much fruit and bring shelter to so many others. That's what we need to be like. We need to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I mean, this is rough right now, but I'm going to keep believing in God. I'm going to keep trusting in him, and he's going to grow me up into a great, great tree, and it's going to bear much fruit, and it's going to provide shelter for others, and I'm going to be a testimony for God that he made this happen. Now, today, to end this service, if the praise and worship team wants to come forward, come on up. If all of you want to stand up, go ahead and do so. Today, to end this service, I want us to do something that's not uh, any different than what this plant was doing in the time lapse. And it's basically, we're just going to stretch our hands toward heaven. Just like the plant busted through the soil and, and raised up and was trying to find its way out, we're also just going to give praise to God. We're just going to lift up our hands and, and, and begin to give praise to God. And while you're doing that, I want you to just determine between you and God God, I don't care what kind of mess I'm in. I'm going to use the nutrients that you give me. And I'm going to continue to grow. And God, I'm going to stop feeling sorry for myself. And I'm going to find ways to grow for you. I just want you to begin to do that. And I'm going to do that with you. And I'm just going to begin to praise the Lord. And we're going to just take a little time to praise him and to talk to him. And to let him know, and we'll sing this song together perhaps, and then we'll be dismissed. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise, Lord. I lift up my voice to you because you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the one that I run to, God. I have no other place to run but to you. Lord, you strengthen me, you help me, and even when I'm in a dark time, even when I'm in a place where it feels like nothing is taking place, where it feels like I'm all alone, Lord, you're helping me to make moves. You're helping me to, to make changes, Lord, that nobody may be able to see now, but they will see and be evident later. 
Dear Jesus, I thank you for that. I thank you for your nutrients. I thank you, dear God, for what you're putting in each of our lives. I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen each and every person here, Lord. Just begin right now, Lord, to pour your Holy Spirit upon them, God. Help them to know, dear God, that you are with them, you are with them, that you see them, that they are seen, dear God, by you. I pray, dear Lord, that you go before them and work out a hundred million things they have no idea you're working out, but it's all for their benefit, all for their good, dear Jesus. I just pray, Lord, that you help us each to do our own part, that, Lord, we would wind up being a massive and an impressive sight for others that don't know you. Help us, God, to shine for you. I love you, God. I glorify you, O oh Lord. I praise your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Y'all sing along with them. In the crushing, in the pressing, you are making new wine. In the soil, in the soil I now surrender, you are breaking new ground. So I yield to you and to your careful hand When I trust you I don't need to understand Make me your vessel Make me an offering Make me whatever you want me to be I came here with nothing but all you have given me Jesus bring new wine out of me in the crushing in the pressing you are making new wine in the soil i now surrender you are breaking new ground just talk to god you are breaking new ground so make me your vessel make me an offering make me whatever you want me to be i came here with nothing but all you have given me jesus bring new wine out of me
so much for speaking into our lives today thank you God thank you God for helping us to know that even when it looks bleak and it's a difficult time that you're there with us giving us to sustain us and to help us to grow help us Lord in this next week to go out and to water and to plant seed into people's lives Lord but in our own lives dear God help us to bloom where we are planted in Jesus name amen amen God bless you all so make me your vessel, make me an offering, make me whatever you want me to be. I came here with nothing, but all you have given me. We sure hope you were blessed by Pastor Bardwell's message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.